Would you please help me welcome Helen from Grant Me Hope. Give it up to her as she comes forward. Um, I know that, you know, she doesn't love all the accolades and things like that, but you're going to just grow to love her. We had such a fun time in first service, and she is an angel and a saint, and uh, you'll even see here, uh, I, I sometimes hear stories um, about the way that she is just out ferociously defending um, the children in the foster care community. So she's an angel, a saint, and sometimes a bulldog, amen? Yeah. <laughs> and so I love it. And so just draw your attention to her. You're going to have such an awesome time, and uh, I'll be back up here at the end. I want to pray for you at the end, too, before you leave with all that you got going. So have some fun. Let's do this. Thanks. I'm not a saint, really. Um, ask my children. <laughs> My name is Helen Zirup. I am married. I've got five children. I own a small trucking company, and I used to pray every day, Lord, if there's someone I need to help, let me see it, because you miss opportunities to help people because you get so busy. This particular day, it was September 11, 2014. I woke up that morning. I said that prayer. I went to Kalamazoo on sales calls, and I thought, I'm not going to drive all the way back to work. I'm just going to swing by at home, because I live in Hamilton, and I'm going to just do my um, emails and stuff. So I'm doing my emails, and at the time, we were doing foster care, and every year you have to renew your foster license. You have to have like 10 hours of training, and sometimes that can be something as simple as reading a book and writing a report on it, or watching videos, or whatever. So I had some tapes there, and I was going to watch them. So I threw a DVD in, and, and I'm watching it, kind of half paying attention. And a little guy comes out. He's maybe 15, and he said this, and it changed my life. He said, my older siblings told me, once I reach a certain age, I'll be unadoptable. Then he paused, and he looked real sad, and he said, no one should steal your hope. And that hit me so wrong, and I thought, oh, I better pay attention to this better. So I get up and go sit in the living room, and it's talking about how hard it is to get older foster children adopted and how less than 2% of the kids will ever go on and get any further education, how um, the girls will a lot of times shack up with a guy because they have nowhere to go. Um, the boys will get in trouble with the law or get join gangs or something to have some sense of belonging. So it's just really kind of a sad story. But then they said this, they said 25% of aged out foster children will be home, homeless adults. I can't stand homelessness. It bothers me a lot. Like in the winter, I'm awake at night praying because it just really bothers me. So I went to say that California did a marketing initiative where they got these kids on a TV news station and they had a high success rate of getting them adopted. So I thought, why aren't we doing that here in Michigan? So at the time, I was on the board of Pathways at MI, and they have since merged with Arbor Circle, and they do foster care and adoption. So I call the executive director. Her name's Jeanette. And I said, Jeanette, if I can come up with the money, can you help me get these kids on TV? She's like, Helen, I love that idea. Yes, I'd love to help you. I'm like, okay. Then I had met this chick at a women's networking lunch, and I knew she had done TV commercials. Her name was Barb Aldrink. So I get on the phone, and I call Barb. I'm like, Barb, I just found out this information about these kids, and they're ending up homeless. I want to get them on TV. Would you help me? She's like, oh, my gosh, Helen, I'd love kids. Yes, I'd love to help you. So this was on a Thursday. The following Monday, we met at Wooden Shoe Breakfast for breakfast, and that was kind of how Grant Me Hope was started. So September 11, I got the idea. We ended up meeting with two TV stations, and the first TV station we met with wanted to charge me a $70,000 marketing package. 
I didn't have $7, let alone 70000 So I left there very disheartened. And then we went over to WZZM Channel 13 in Grand Rapids. And we sat down with a Catherine Barrett and the sales rep. And I didn't know Catherine Barrett because I didn't watch um, Channel 13. But anyway, I'm giving them my spiel and telling them how these kids end up homeless and how we got to help them and how they, you know, yada, yada, yada. And finally, Catherine Barrett looks at me and she's like, Helen, what, what do you want from me? I said, I want you to air my kids for free. <laughs> she looked at me. She looked at that sales rep, and she walked her out the door. She's like, you can leave. And she comes back, and she's like, Helen, I'm going to tell you what you're doing is near and dear to my heart. She said, I've adopted. I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. Okay. So she said, it is not typical for TV stations to air other people's work. She said, we always send our own news crew in, our own camera crew. She said, but I tell you what I do. I'll do. She said, if you... Send me a demo, and if I approve of your demo, I'll play your kids' videos every Tuesday on my Take 5 and Company show. I'm like, okay. I looked at Barb. I said, Barb, your demo better be really good. <laughs> Barb said, it will be. I'm like, okay. So in November, we got permission to um, air the kids because all these kids are wards of the state, right? So you have to get permission. We got permission to air the kids. We started taping. We sent the demo over to WZZM, and they loved it. We aired our first kid January 6, 2015. In less than four months, we had kids on the air. Tell me that's not a God thing. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. So then, um, Catherine Barrett kind of wanted exclusivity. She said, I really don't want you getting in all the TV stations here, but she said, I'll help you get in other markets. So she said, I've got a contact at WXYZ Channel 7 in Detroit. So we go and meet with Channel 7, and they are on board. They're on fire for it. And um, the first child we air on that TV station, we got 19 phone calls on. 19. It was huge. So all these kids in Michigan at, like, Ottawa County DHS, Bethany, Samaritas, Wellspring, Lutheran, um, all these kids that are available for adoption, if the foster care worker or caseworker cannot find them an adoptive home, they will photo list them on MARE. And MARE stands for Michigan Adoption Resource Exchange.org. If you go to MARE.org at any given time, you will never see less than 300 people, 300 kids on that site looking for an adoptive home. Okay? Those are the kids that Grant Me Hope features. Okay? So... Um, when the TV guy at WXYZ gave me his business card, he had a lot of different little towns listed on his business card, like um, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, um, and some other ones. So as we grew Michigan, I called Eddie, and I said to Eddie, we would like to expand. Where could we go? And he said, why don't we look at Ohio? So I said, okay. So he gave me some names of some people at these TV stations that he knew, and I reached out to them, and I reached out to Cleveland. Cleveland didn't bite. So then I reached out to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati said, yes, we would love to partner with you. I'm like, praise the Lord. So this is good. Because it's not just a Michigan problem. It's a national problem, right? we got 600,000 kids in the foster care system and 120,000 looking for adoptive homes. So 
I reach out to the state of Ohio, thinking that they have a mayor. They do not have a mayor. They are 88 counties ran by 85 individual agencies, and I have to reach out to each individual agency to get permission to air their kids. But that's okay. I'm not lazy. I'll call them. So I reach out to them, and I'm like, this is what we want to do. We want to air your kids for free. They think I'm a loon. i got to convince them I'm not a loon, and that, yes, we will air your kids for free, and we're going to help you get them adopted, and we're going to try to help you recruit foster families, and yada, yada, yada. So we got Hamilton County and Montgomery County. Well, that is by Cincinnati and by Dayton. So at first we landed WCPO in Cincinnati and they aired our kids. And then we landed two TV stations in Dayton. So that's going good. Well, my goal was to get a state every year, right? Because I want to be in all the states before I die and I'm going to probably have to live to be 104. But that's okay. (laughs) My goal is to be in every state before I die. So um, when... We kept reaching out to these states. I didn't really get any bites, and I was trying to get like states kind of close to me so my videography crew didn't have to travel quite so far yet, and just nothing really was happening. And um, I think God just had a different plan for us, obviously. And I uh, had a period in my life here probably about oh, a year and a half, two years ago, where I was just really under attack by Satan. And I hate to give Satan any credit for anything because he's so puny compared to our God, right? But I was really under spiritual attack. And um, of my five kids, it just seemed like my youngest two, who we had adopted separately, were the ones that were just giving me fits. And, And this wasn't major stuff. This was big stuff. And I called our preacher and I said, I need to talk to you. We are just having all kinds of trouble. And we went and met with our preacher and I told him what was going on. And I said to him, I feel like Satan wants to shut me up. Because if I shut up about how great adoption is and foster care, I think it's going to impact a lot of people. And he said, Helen, that is exactly what's going on. He said, you are under attack because of Grant Me Hope. So we prayed and we've been praying ever since. But anyway that made me mad. And I'm a little stubborn. I don't know if you know that or not about me, but it made me mad. So the next day I went to work and I thought, you know what, if Satan's going to treat me this way, I'm going to fight back. I reached out to 20 states. And I said, I want Grant Me Hope to come in and partner with your state. And I did all this stuff and we landed Mississippi. And because of that, we landed Georgia. And because of that, we landed Indiana. We're in five states now. So give all the glory to God. Mississippi is amazing. Um, We partnered with them, and I was calling around to try to find TV stations to partner with us. And um, I called this station, and I didn't realize this until I started working in this, that there can be certain, like, more than one TV station at one address. So this particular TV station, um, this woman said she would air our kids, and I said, which one station are you going to put it on? Well, they had NBC, CBS, Fox, Cozy, Bounce, and MeTV all at that same address. So she said, I don't know yet. She said, I'll let you know on Monday. I'm like, okay, fair enough, thank you. And a lot of times these big major network news stations, they will play your kid once a week, sometimes if you get lucky too, okay? So on Monday, she emails me. She had plugged in my kid's video for one in a week 276 times. Yeah, if you heard 
the hallelujah chorus that particular day, that was me coming from the south. Let me tell you what, I was giddy. And then she said, I said to her, I will send you over a video because WNDU um, in South Bend had just done a little workup on Teddy's and Grant Me Hope and kind of what we were all doing. And I said, I'll send that to you. So you kind of got an idea of how we're going to partner and how this all works. And she said, Indiana. She said, we got a station in Indiana too. I said, you do? She said, yeah. She said, I'll try to get you in there too. I thought, praise the Lord. She said, we also got one in Arkansas and Tennessee. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put that in my back pocket and keep that for when we land them. So anyway, that was awesome. So I called my people, my people in the state of Mississippi, and I said, you better be prepared to answer all these emails and phone calls because I said, we are going to get these kids adopted, and it's been going great. Very good feedback. Georgia's been a little difficult. Um, in fact, if you could pray for something specifically for us, I have not been able to land a major network news station in Georgia yet. I've got two me TV, t TV stations playing my kids, and that is it. So here we are taping all these kids and getting it on our website and social media, but we cannot seem to find a TV station. So if you could help us with that, that would be awesome. So anyway, um, somebody said to me, we got three goals at Grant Me Hope. We've got to get these kids adapted, we've got to re recruit more foster families, and we need to educate America about the plight of these kids. Somebody said to me, Helen, if you want to educate um, people, America, about the plight of these kids, why don't you put decals on the back of your trucks? I'm like, oh my word, I never thought of that. What if I could get all the trucking companies in West Michigan to partner with me, right? But little problem with that is we're not friends, right? We <laughs> compete for the same freight. We don't visit. Um, yeah, we're not friends. So me, I'm calling them up and I'm like, um, yeah, would you meet me for breakfast? Because we need to save these kids and I need your help. And they did. It was quite shocking. It was quite awesome. I mean, just imagine calling your competition and saying, come meet me for breakfast. So anyway, I meet these people for breakfast and I tell them all about our story and how the kids need their help and how I want them to put these two foot by two foot decals on the back of their trucks to help me educate America and they're $14 a piece and I need them to buy them because I'm broke and I need them to help me and they did. Grassmid bought 100, Fourway bought 100, USF Holland bought 100, ALTL bought 40, Hut brought 50, In on Time bought 50. I've got 851 decals on the back of trucks going all over America, right? So then I said to my assistant, I'm like, okay, that's great that we got these trucks going all over America, but people in California, Texas, Tennessee do not care that I've got kids in Michigan and Ohio available for adoption. Like, we need to set up our website so it's on a national platform. So we did. Every state has a drop-down drop menu on our website that shows kids available for adoption in that state. The only exception might be Illinois because they're a little behind. Okay, so... I love them, but they're a little behind. Okay, so we did that. So that was kind of our going national, what we're doing. Um, we um, have a lot going on right now. It's hard to raise funds out of state because nobody there knows me, right? Here I can get speaking engagements. I've reached out to all these churches in Ohio. I've tried to get speaking engagements. I just cannot get any buy-in because they don't know me. So I'm like, we just need to come up with another way to raise funds here. So this was kind of a wild story. 
So I spoke a couple years ago at Community Reform Church in Zealand. They have four services. And after the third service, this woman came out to talk to me. And when I was a little kid, my mom and dad were youth group leaders at our church. And this girl was um, in that senior class. And she came out. Her name was Yvonne Essink Smith now. And she came out to talk to me. And she's like, Helen, I had no clue that you were doing this. And she said, "Um, I'd love to help you. Do you need any volunteers? I'm like, oh, heavens, Yvonne. Yeah, I need volunteers. I really need help with research. She's like, research? I said, yeah. I said, I'm having just such a heck of a time getting into these states because I will reach out to a person and then they don't call me back and then I call them in another 30 days, right? And and I said, I don't know if I'm getting the right person or not the right person, but I said, I waste so much time trying to get to this right person. She's like, I would love to do that. She said, I love research. I said, perfect. So she wrote her little name on my volunteer list and I didn't kind of really think about that much then. Then, put that story to the side, then I get a call from this chick that um, was looking for business advice. She had tried to sell me IT services, and I didn't buy it. But anyway, she had just a nice girl, and she had called me, and she's like, I just need some advice. Could you meet me for breakfast? I'm like, sure. So we met on a Monday at Wooden Shoe. I do a lot of work at Wooden Shoe, really, by the way. And and they're not paying me to advertise either. I just do this. But anyway, I go to Wooden Shoe and I meet her and she's just very distraught. She's not happy with her job and she feels like she's not making a difference. And I'm like, well, tell me what you've done. And she goes through it and she had sales experience. And, and I'm like, why don't you go work for a nonprofit? At least then you feel like you're making a difference. And I said, what do you need to make a year? Well, it was pretty hefty. And I'm like, oh, you know, nonprofits don't pay that good, especially with no experience. I said, well... You know, and we're sitting there thinking, I'm like, I got an idea. Why don't you start a thrift store? And I said, you could pull what you need out a month for your wage, but then all the extra money that you make, you could give, say, to Grant Me Hope. And I said, and then we could get volunteers to work there. And then I'm like, and then maybe we could get all these aged out homeless kids that are in the area to work there and we could set them up with a mentor and maybe have a washer and a dryer there that they could wash their clothes and just try to get them on their feet and I'm just brainstorming by the time I get done brainstorming she's in tears and she's like Helen I love this idea and I said well let's just pray about it because I said if it's something that's meant to be it will happen and if it's not it won't well it didn't but that's okay that's another whole story but anyway So I drive on my way back to work, and I meet with my development director and my assistant, and I'm telling them this wild story about breakfast, and all of a sudden my development director raises her hand, and she's like, Helen, i got to stop you. And I said, what? She's like, I had that same thought three times last week that we needed to start a thrift store, and she said, I didn't dare tell you because I thought you'd think I'd lost my mind. And I'm like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. So I have to leave for an appointment. So I leave for an appointment. I call one of my board members. And I said, Anna, I said, yeah, I just had kind of this weird breakfast and idea come to me. And I said, and then Danielle said she had this. And she's like, Helen, she said, if both of you had that idea, she said, I feel like that spirit led. She said, I think you need to follow up with that. I said, yeah, I I probably better. And then she said, by the way, I got two clothing racks we were going to give away. Do you want me to keep them? I'm like, yeah, you better. Okay, so, okay, that happens. That's like on Monday. Tuesday, I get an email from Yvonne. Remember Yvonne from Community Reform Church? She's like, Helen, I want to help you do this research, but I really don't have enough information. She said, do you have time to meet? I'm like, yeah, why don't we meet at Wooden Shoe for breakfast? 
So that Thursday morning, we go to Wooden Shoe, and, and she's like, so Helen, how did you get involved in all this? So I'm flapping my gums and telling her all about it, and she's like, that is just so interesting. I'm like, but tell me about you. I thought she was a banker. I didn't really know. And she said, well, me and my partner do kind of a weird business. I said, really? What do you do? She said, well, we're one of two in the country, and we advise nonprofits on how to start thrift stores. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Yvonne, and I had chills just going up and down my back, and I'm like, Yvonne, this is no mistake that you are meeting me here today. I said, I sat at that table on Monday and came up with this idea, and I tell her about it, and she laughs, and I said, you need to tell me everything there is to know about thrift stores. So for, for like the next hour, she told me everything she knew about thrift stores. It's, they're expensive to set up. I didn't realize this. But anyway, she tells me about it, and I said, I've got a board meeting on Monday. And I said, I need to know everything because I'm going to talk to my board about this. So I go to the board meeting, and I pitch this whole story. And um, they're like, well, we would be way money ahead to have them do a feasibility study and see where we would want to do this before we invest all this money and, and fall you know, flat on our face. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. And so anyway, the following week, I meet Yvonne and her partner for lunch this time. We didn't go to Wooden Shoe. And um, they give me a proposal to do a feasibility study. And I said, well, I got board approval. So I said, let's do it. And um, they start doing their work. And they come back to me and say, um, Holland and Zealand is not the perfect area to set up a thrift store. There's too much saturation here, um, but we'll keep looking. I'm like, okay. So a little while later, they come back to me and say, um, we got a place. We got a place where we think we'd do good. And I said, where is it? Hudsonville. I said, Hudsonville, that's interesting. I said, in fact, it'd be perfect. And they're like, why? And I said, because there are more adoptions in Hudsonville than any other town I know of in Michigan. I said, Hudsonville's on fire, and there's a lot of churches there. And I said, if I could get speaking engagements there, I'm sure I could get a lot of donations. So I said, I think Hudsonville would be perfect. So they're like, okay, we'll get looking for a site. So this is all kind of going on, and they find a site for us, and we go and we look at it, and I bring the board there, and we all look at it, but I just didn't feel it. And we prayed in the site, and I'm like, it's just not what I visioned. It's just not quite right. And anyway, we didn't bite on it. And I'm so glad we didn't because that's about when COVID hit. And can you imagine if we would have had this huge lease and we would have had no money coming in? So God is just really, God is running this whole ministry. I just flapped my gums. So that was just really awesome that we did not have this huge lease. But I had spoke at a church in Hudsonville and I had told them that we were going to do this thrift store and the word had kind of gotten out. Well, when COVID hit, all these nonprofits shut their doors, right? They weren't taking um, donations, but I was. So all these people that were cleaning and spring cleaning their houses, I started taking in all their stuff, right? They were dropping it off by the pickup truck load. It was awesome. So then I called Coastal Container, and I said, could you give me some Gaylords? Because I said, we need to start working on this. And I had employees that were sitting there with nothing to do. So I had them start sorting it all, right? I have 40 Gaylords full of product that these people have donated to us that's ready to go for a store that I don't quite have yet, right? So anyway, then um, I got a call from Yvonne, and she's like, I think we have found a, a site. And we went and looked. Well, come to find out, the old Hudsonville that is um, in 
old family fair that's in Hudsonville, kind of by Keekstra's there, is empty. And B2 Outlets is buying that. And I know the owner of that. So I thought, I'm just going to call him and see if he'll give us 10,000 square feet of that because it's 33,000 and he can share, right? That's what I'm thinking. So I called Dwayne and I'm like, Dwayne, would you like to share 10,000 of that square feet? And he says to me, no. I'm like, okay. He says, but we got the old site where the B2 Outlets is right now in Hudsonville, where like the old Carter's Lumber used to be. There was four of them there. So he said, we could rent you that. So I'm like, okay, we'll come and look at it. So it's like 9,000 square feet, so not quite as big, and we'd have to remodel a few things. But we look at it, so we will be signing a lease on that. We just signed the letter of intent to lease it, and we can get in there August 5. So I'm going to need some builders, if i got any construction people in the house, that can help me move a few dressing rooms and knock a little wall down. That would be awesome. So we're going to do work on there. And then on the other, they're in a building and a half there. And then the other half of the building, we're going to do bin sales. Have you guys ever heard of bin sales? Okay. It's when you have um, like a, a short gaylord of product. It's all new product. And say on Monday you sell it for $5 and on Tuesday you sell it for $4, Wednesday $3, $2, $1, right? And then on Monday you restock the whole thing again and you go. So we're going to be doing something like that in the other store right there in Hudsonville. So our goal is to be in um, by October 1, might be November 1, but I'm going to need volunteers to help um, sort and set it up and work there and mentor with these um, kids that we're hopefully going to give a job to, right? Thank you. So that's that little story. When I started Grant Me Hope, um, I didn't realize it, but in 2014, we had six aged out homeless foster children living behind the DNW in Holland. Did you know that? Today we have eight aged out homeless foster children. They're not living behind the DNW because I flapped my gums, right? And then somebody from the city heard about it and then they got kicked out. Um, homelessness is a real problem here. It's in your backyard. It's in Zealand. It's in Hudsonville. It's in Holland. It's everywhere. And it really bothers me. And um, some of these kids, if you just imagine if not one person in this world loved you ever, all getting raised, you had not one person that loved you, how successful would you be today? Think about that. Not one person. Would you even care if you lived or died? Nobody else does, right? These kids need our help. Our church needs to step up. If every church in America took in one of these kids, we would not have any kids in the system. We need to have more foster families. If you've ever thought about doing foster care, this is your call. This is God talking to you through me. Do it. Talk to me. I'll tell you about the process. It's free. It's free to do foster care. You even get paid to do it. And when you adopt, it's free to adopt. In Ottawa County today, if you adopt a foster child, it's a $325 court fee, and the agency will reimburse you. It is free to adopt through the foster care system. Today, if I got my foster license today, in one year, half of the people that are doing foster care would not be doing it because we do not support our foster families. So we came up with this program. It's called a wraparound program. If you have one foster family in your church and six adults wrap around that family and they pray for that family and they pray for those children 
and they bring in a meal maybe once a week, or they bring Bobby to baseball practice once a week, or they bring Susie to piano lessons, or they babysit on a much-needed Friday night so mom and dad can get a break, those families will succeed. We need to step up. Um, I was going to, I had a thought. I hate that when I do that, when I have a thought, and then all of a sudden I lose it. But it was about foster care. Um, I'll come back to it. Educate. Everybody can educate. Um, you guys all go out for coffee. You all visit with friends. You all probably work. You all have a lunchroom that you visit with your people. You can talk to them about this. I was doing foster care, and I did not know that these kids were aging out. I did not know the sheer number of kids in the system. So if I don't know and I'm doing it, how is the average American going to know? Nobody's going to know, right? You need to help me educate. Tell people this story. Follow Grant Me Hope on Facebook and on all these other social media sites that we're on that I can't even list them all. Follow them. Share the kids' videos. You don't know who of your friends or family would see a video and maybe adopt because they've seen it on your, on your wall, right? So everybody can do something. Um, educate, volunteer. I'm going to need volunteers for this thrift store. I'm going to need volunteers to help um, as we grow. I can't even tell you how much work it is for three people to try to get all this done when we're in five states. It's a huge amount of work and trying to get speaking engagements and, and all this. If you can pick up the phone and call churches for me, I would love to have you come and volunteer and try to get me speaking engagements. Everybody can do something. So that's one thing I wanted to prompt you about. Right now, I'd like you to see a video so you get kind of an idea of what we do. Thanks. Hi, my name is Darnell. I'm 15 years old and I'm in the 10th grade. I, I, I'm a nice guy, yeah. I like hanging out with different friends. I like arts and crafts. I get a whole lot of paper and I get a whole lot of tape. And then I just make it in the form that I want it. I made a computer out of tape and paper. I used to like math. I think I still do, but I don't know yet because it gets harder as the years go by. I want to be a police officer. What I hear about the world, I want to make it better and, and things like that. I like singing gospel, sometimes rap. I sing at school. Being on stage is something that I really enjoy and like. What makes me happy is being with my with majority of my family. Family means uh, caring. If I was adopted, I would want to live in a really good home. I want brothers and sisters and a dog. And and it really doesn't matter if if I live in a country or or in the city. I am a good kid, and I can work with you, and I just want a family.
Darnell is one of the first kids that we did a videotape of when he was much smaller. So back in 2015, probably around March 15, we videotaped him when he was just a little kid, and he's still been waiting this long that we had to do another video of him. We've got kids that are in the system for years. Sometimes we've got kids that have been waiting for 10 years. They maybe went in when they were six, and they're 16 now. Um, it's no way to live a life because we don't have enough foster families. We've got a lot of kids in institutions. Now, institutions are necessary because, like I said, we don't have enough foster families, but they're like a really nice jail, okay? You can't have sleepovers. You can't have pets. Um, you don't have a meal around the table and talk about your day with everybody that loved you. Our kids deserve better than this. We need to recruit more foster families. They deserve better. The other thing that we need to do is um, help the homeless. So um, right now in Holland, we have eight aged out foster children, boys that are homeless. So we are going to be launching at this dinner auction we're doing on June 17. It's going to be out in the yard by Teddy's. We did it outside because we didn't want it to be canceled again this year. Um, and you're all invited if you'd love to come to that. I got information at my table. But um, we're going to be launching a capital campaign to buy a house. And we want to buy this house and put a house mom and dad in it and bring these boys in if they want to and give them a, a family life, um, get their Social Security card, get their driver's license. A lot of these kids, when they age out, do not have their driver's license. Um, help them fill out a job application. Help them be successful. So that is a capital campaign that we're going to be doing as well. If any of you want to get involved with that, um, we are looking to recruit a committee. Um, so come and talk to me after that as well. And I think that's about it. I got Daniel's mic, right? Smells like glorious music. <laughs> um, I do want to take a minute to pray for you before we take off, but I do love um, a couple of the things that you said that I just want to get behind, and we did last week as well. People always come to our church, and they come to this church, and, and they say, oh, we just want to find a place where they tell the truth, and they don't sugarcoat anything, and we want to go to a place where they tell it like it is, and and then when you get up and start telling it like it is, they, oh, pastor, that's too much. We don't like that. you know. So, and so in first service, we had no families in our church that are in the foster care community. This service, it sounds like we had one. But here's the thing. We say, well, that's because government's not doing its job. And that's because, no, these are areas that the church forfeited territory. We, these kids shouldn't have to depend on a government thing. If the church took its place in its community, we wouldn't have these issues. Can I get an amen today? And so that's where we get to step in. That's why the scripture says, James 1.27, that pure and true religion, undefiled religion, is those who step in, who take care. The, the, the scripture actually says, visits an orphan is it in its distress. So hearing of these things and saying, okay, I need to go participate in that, that's pure and undefiled religion. That's what God wants us, defiled religion. That's what God wants us in. Amen. Yeah. You say, oh, pastor, why have we taken two weeks to talk about foster care? Well, you know, you must have a big background in foster care, pastor. I have no background in the foster care community, but I know that it's on God's heart. It's on heaven's mind. Are you with me? And, um, and so we all can do a part. What can we do to step in and say that this, this data is not okay? 
and we can all do something. So the wraparound program is something you're going to hear about from us. Uh, Helen was telling me on the phone this week that some of the people are part of that program say, hey, I can't adopt, but I can make meals, or I can't adopt, but I can give piano lessons. And what are the things that we can do to help be a part of these kids' lives? And um, so we'll be a part of that as a church. I encourage you to go to the auction. Like Helen said, follow everything you can on social media. Because here's the thing. They tell us as a church, we launched in 2014, they tell us we're still in our infancy stages. We're still babies as a church. This ministry is still in its infancy stages. I mean, 104, that's a long, you got to live to 104 to wow. get in every... I'm going to have to double up a few years. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll get behind you and try to speed that up a little bit. But this ministry, if so many of us can come in and do our part and, and see what part we can play... I think it'll be awesome. So uh, we're going to pray, but seriously, stop by the table, see what you can do. Definitely share. Every time you pass a semi-truck that has that logo, pray. It's that easy. Do a prayer seed. Pray over that. Pray that God opens the door and does a thing. We also have prayer cards of kids available in the state of Michigan at my table as well. So if you want to grab them and pray that we find them a loving adoptive home, that would be great too. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you ever have any questions and you need to see her or talk to her, just stop by the wooden shoe. She'll be there. Yeah. And uh, it'll be awesome. So stretch your hands towards her. Let's pray over all that she has coming. God, we love you so much. We're so thankful for this ministry and Helen and her family and all of her staff and team. God, we pray that you just, Lord, we know you go before them, but God, we pray that you just give them the eyes to see. Lord, we know that your word says that the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. So God, I pray that you just direct those steps. God, we come against any hindrance that may try to hold back any of these situations and we say they will come to naught. God, I pray for advancement, open doors, funding. God, I thank you for the energy, the zeal, all that they need to make this success. God, we lift up every single child who's in an environment that needs grant me hope. God, we pray that you connect it in Jesus name. Amen.